This is a Zoetic message. The message is entitled 1963 Revisited with French Dressing. The subtitle Young Boy's Reflection of Space in a Time. I'm Michael Skarmick. We begin with some lyrics, one stanza from Yo La Tengo, the Asparagus Song. The lyrics are from Emily Hubley in 1984. They go like this. Their legs and knuckles interwoven, they've been together for so long. They've all grown up just like asparagus. Don't you let Ma know she'll want to feed you. You may have come across the about page for, quote, a zoetic message, unquote. If so, you know the first line states, moving in life, listening to movements, movement by movement. That phrase encompasses many notions in a very short length. It also has much to do with the recollection of this story. The story begins 60 years ago this week, in fact today. It is truly a tale of a moving in life, in this instance, from one country of the world to another country on the globe. The moving involved listening. The listening had to do with an American culture and a foreign culture and the combination of cultures. I cannot write this piece unless I recall the moment by moment that transpired. One of those many moments is retrieved from our mother's obituary, Dorothy Flournoy Skarmack. As a devoted wife, Dorothy was dedicated to nurturing, education, character development, and cultural enrichment of her children, whom she claimed as her most important gifts and masterpieces. Dorothy provided her children with multiple opportunities for personal growth by reading to them, encouraging them to do well in school, cultivating their appreciation for history and the arts, and tending unceasingly to their emotional health and physical well-being. Heading, have you traveled to Paris? How our mother, with her five children from age one year old to 10 years of age, I, nearing 11, made it to Parkersburg, West Virginia, from Athens, Ohio, remains unknown to me. Some sort of van-like vehicle must have chauffeured us there with a military personnel escort. We were without our father's presence. He had two months earlier advanced to France. On this 10th day of December in 1963, these five children of Dorothy and Vincent Sr. were taking their first flights on airplanes to reuni reunite with the ROTC sergeant from Athens. The day described above was fast approaching the darkest day of the year, the winter solstice. 
Thus, much of the next 24 hours occurred under dark winter skies. Recalling the hours that day, our mother, keeping her three sons and two daughters assembled, suggests a mental picture of a mother goose leading her little ducklings all in a line with her steps. She, hoping above hope, the little ones followed her. It may be you find what you read and hear here is of little value to you, perhaps without purpose. I think, however, four of my five siblings, upon reading this story, might admit to themselves the ten-year-old, quote, airman Mike, close quote, somehow will find purpose that he, Mike, did just that. Mother with the youngest one in her arms and the oldest one strategically sweeping the end of the line to keep the strays from straying bantered onward. Military dependents, well, at least Airman Mike, ask him, are as if they are all enlisted within this service, full of the yes sirs and no sirs the cropped haircuts, the pristine edged lawns, the entire chain of command as ordered. Quite patriarchal as well in the 60s. Coincidentally, the U.S. of A. Commander-in-Chief was assassinated a mere 18 days before our touchdown on the European continent. Not to digress from this emphasis of the message, eight years later, the same siblings, plus one, revolted against Airman Mike, who, without any conscious awareness, had just been following the dictates that, the, that encompass a military lifestyle. We shall not digress. Next heading. A family meandered through the doors. The family meandered through the doors of the air terminal, darting for a fast few minutes eating of food fuel before takeoff, a time before fast American cuisine had entered the ethos. Walking to an awaiting plane, mother managed all six individuals to cluster safely on the tarmac to the open door of the military cargo plane. Not a jet, but a modified C-46, two-propeller-engined Air Force aeroplane. The C in C-46 is for cargo. The machine had been fitted with a dozen or three seats to carry humans, in this case, not supplies of war or peace. Being dependents of a soldier in the U.S. Air Force, we had the undistinguished seat assignment in the back of the plane. The placement made for sustained and substantial bumpiness. Little brown bags were placed at the back pocket of the front-facing seat. I experienced its usefulness on this first flight, unfortunately. Fortunately for me, in the next 60 years of air travel, that was the last such required use of a motion sickness bag. 
The connecting flight led the immigrating clan to McGuire Air Force Base, Burlington County, New Jersey. Some fleeting memories suggest another walk on a tarmac, up a single-story exterior stair to the body of a 707 dual jet, much smaller than the jet I rode today landing in Paris, France at 2.17 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time this April 30th, 2023. Next heading. What is one landmark you know? Yes, of course. The one you certainly know is the Eiffel Tower, world-renowned for its place in the 1889 Paris Exhibition, designed by Gustave Eiffel, commemorating the 100th centennial anniversary of the French Revolution. This message centers on the 60th anniversary six American citizens arriving in France for the first time in their lives. Our dad met us at the airport on the tarmac. He cannot do that much anymore in Paris. And proceeded to chauffeur us to Lone, that's pronounced Lone, L-A-O-N, France. One notable figure from Lone is Jacques Marquette, born there on June 1st, 1637. The explorer joined the, the Society of Jesus at age 17, became a Jesuit missionary. Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin is named in his remembrance. I always pick Marquette in the NCAA March Madness bracket which the basketball team often shows. Heading, Lone, France. The hilly, this is a encyclopedia, uh, encyclopedia of Britannica, quote. The hilly district of Lone, this Latin, Laudanum, has always been of some strategic importance, as if it was modified by the Romans. At the end of the 5th century, San Rami, Archbishop of Rams, instituted a bishopric in the town, and it remained a religious and intellectual center until the Renaissance. Lone was the medieval capital of the Carolinian kings. Hugh Capet, however, who became king in 987, seized the town with its convents of the local bishop and then moved the capital to Paris. In the 12th century, Lone revolted against the authority of the bishops, but Louis VI squashed the rebellion. End of a quotation. The French in us all, as part of the Scaramuzzo Flournoy family, exist. We lived on the fifth floor walk-up apartment in the city of Lone. I was caught dropping glass jars from the, that level. I may try to excuse my ill-thought-out actions as a Galilean, or Galileo if you prefer, science experiment gone awry. 
We played with French children our age, share conversations of what they took for, uh, for lunch to school, our mustard and bologna on white bread sandwiches versus their French chocolat infused with soft dough baguette. Yes, really. We tried to be conversant with the French language we learned in our American school studies. As a side note, I received my sacrament of confirmation in 1964 from the Bishop of Soissons, Alphonse Gerard Banworth, deceased, with a slight tap to the face in the cathedral Notre-Dame-de-Lone, built in the 12th-13th century. It was with great significance, both physically and spiritually, that I took the name of Anthony of Padua within this grand unified style of early Gothic architecture. Lone presided as the capital of France from 936 to 987, 52 years. It was one of the first towns to obtain a charter, and that was granted in the year 1111. Next setting. Lone Air Base, Air Force Base, 1963 to 1964. The air base, about seven miles from the city alone, must have uh, much of the same strategic importance for the American Armed Forces that it had during the Roman Empire. 2,000 years earlier. The air base, while our father was stationed there, was part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. We all know it as NATO. NATO at the time had a group of 15, quote, freed, unquote, nations, held an alliance to protect the countries against communist aggression. Just as today, the 31 sovereign NATO nations Sweden's inclusion is pending. The original 12 countries of the Washington Treaty in Article 5 state an armed attack against one or more of them in Europe or North America shall be constituted and attacked against them all. Close quote. Lone Air Base was a tactical field responsible for enemy reconnaissance and aside housing missiles incognito, the flight deck was populated with F-101 voodoo jets. American airmen and airmen dependents had access to more than one could ever find in the Mall of America. American Family School I attended was one of the most significant facilities for me personally. The nuns of the parochial school I had attended the previous four and one-third years had instructed me well. I excelled in the school. Next setting. The actual facilities of the base conjoined as an Americano oasis. Let's start with the rotting gun club, the photo shop, hobby shop, woodworking shop, writing school, bowling center, auto hobby shop, and social services. 
There was an officers' club, the non-commissioned officers' club, the airmen's club. The press was present in American newspapers like the Stars and Stripes, New York Herald, Tribune, and the New York Times and Tribune. Further, there was a library, movie theater, auto parts store, glass, classics package store, well-stocked, commissary, grocery store if you prefer, and, of course, the post office. The base exchange held a barber shop, beauty shop, and salon, bakery, and just general type merchandise. A family service center, Air Force Aid Society, American Red Cross organizations were present. Further in place was a watch repair, education center, banking, hospital services, family dental, two chapels with Protestant and Catholic chaplains, and a Jewish synagogue in nearby Rems. In France, it existed for and by the people of the U.S. of A. Next heading, why France? Sure wish I knew the an that answer. I often trace the family tree to residents that immigrated from France to other countries, some landing in the U.S. of A in the years of pre-revolutionary war days. After a nine-year tour in Athens, Ohio, Ohio University ROTC Air Force program, Sergeant Skarmack was transferred to Europe. He had already had tours in Nome, Alaska, and the Korea, and places in between. There were others to follow in an Air Force career. Why nine, year, nine years? Yes, why France? Next setting. Why not France? President Charles de Gaulle, the one who rewrote the French Constitution, decided for his country's national interest to remove France's military forces from NATO. Then, on April 1, 1967, all U.S. military installations were closed permanently. No countries have left NATO since its founding, including France. Our mother miscarried a fetus within the rooms of the fifth floor walk-up. I saw her, then secretly cried for the loss. We moved on to the next airbase soon thereafter, but before the boot of the U.S. military from France by de Gaulle. We'll conclude with a zoetic message. A contradictory zoetic message would be grow asparagus. If one can, travel. Asparagus produces rootedness, stability, order, nourishment, spring hope, greenness, delectable dishes, and you will see the fruit of this labor year in and year out. If one, as part of a culture, protect our lands, our waterways, and the air we breathe, one's asparagus will perennially keep one's values and life's purpose close to home, clear-minded. All life will be safe and prosperous.
fair chance bullets pointed to kill will not replace asparagus tips sautéed to eat. Airman Mike need not worry the parents frolicking and bombed out ruins of buildings with unexploded ordnance. Tours of duty to supply the war effort will not take flight. Instead, the ships become seabound only for guided tours for tourists. Tours for tourists. Airman Mike march for patriarchal control will not leave love undetended. And his heart allows his spirit to flow through a space in a time. Grandma Angelina explained to me a few months before we moved to France, as paraphrased here, Michael, you are a fortunate boy. There are not many children your age that have the opportunity to travel the world. Remember that and make the most of the experience. I took that sentiment to heart. Travel has been good. Bon appétit and bon voyage. Thanks for reading a Zoetic message or listening.